Baseball Folks Podcast. I am your host, Josh Reynolds. This is episode eight. We're just naming this episode Joel Embiid because I just got back from the Sixers-Jazz game, the game in which, I mean, it was Joel Embiid's greatest game of his career, and I don't even have words to describe how I'm feeling at the moment. So we're dedicated this week's entire episode to Joel Embiid, and that's what we're going with. How is everybody doing? I hope you're all doing fantastic, especially now after seeing basketball history take place tonight. So we'll, we'll, we're going to cover the game. We're going to cover everything that Embiid did. We're going to cover the Utah Jazz. We're going to cover the Sixers. We're going to cover all of that in a second. But it's been a little bit. Wanted to cover why uh, there was not an episode last week and kind of go into it that way. So I am very happy to announce that uh, we have another sponsor uh, joining up with my guys over at Die Hard Addicts. They are a Philly-based company. They make graphic t-shirts for all sports, but mainly Philadelphia sports. And I am thrilled, thrilled to be working with these guys. Um, we've got an ad, we've got a promo code, we've got everything coming up. So uh, keep an eye out for that. But yeah, really excited to work with these guys. It's going to be great. There has been a lot that's happened in the last two weeks that we don't need to dive too deep into. We will just cover from the top. So my last episode, Halloween episode, I said that I don't know if there has ever been a more exciting time to be a Philadelphia sports fan. And at the time, it was true. However, we all know that the Phillies ended up losing and the Union ended up losing. Same day, unfortunately. And according to a bunch of stats that I saw, Philadelphia became the first city ever to lose two championships in the same day. Not ideal. Actually not great at all. However, there is slowly some life starting to come back into the city. Um, it all started with our guy eating rotisserie chicken. I don't know if everybody has heard of him. If you're a Philly listener, you absolutely have. If not, this gentleman just started eating rotisserie chickens, Philadelphia guy. And the day after, I want to say it was the day after, day or two after the Phillies and the Union lost, uh, he ate his 40th straight rotisserie chicken behind a Walmart, and he got <laughs> he got a huge crowd to turn out for it. He went on the news. It was a big deal. Really, really funny. Uh, my friend and friend of the podcast, Devin, uh, who's the in-arena voice for the Flyers, she posted a picture with him. He was at the Flyers game. He did their pregame stuff. Hilarious. Anyway, I'm giving this guy credit because he slowly brought some life back into the Philadelphia sports world. Now, the Eagles, the Eagles have life, right? Like, they're undefeated. They are taking on Washington Monday night game tomorrow night. All of that. Like, they, they have life. The Sixers, on the other hand, have not shown any life at all. They've honestly been brutal to watch. I said this before the game started, and while I was watching the game yesterday against Atlanta, that this Sixers team just, like, doesn't have joy. Nobody, they just don't, they're not having fun. There's nothing, like, exciting happening with them, and that sucks. It's not a cool or fun thing to watch as a fan. Now, obviously, you've got Tyrese Maxey, who's the happiest human being alive. He's going to be happy. The last two games, the last two days... Uh, this team's turned it around. Joel Embiid is the man to thank. Now, let's just do a quick little recap here. So, tonight, 
actually let's let's start with uh with the game last night because we'll, we'll dive a little bit deeper into tonight's game the game last night against the Atlanta Hawks a home game in Philadelphia and Joel Embiid again he dominated he had 42 points he had 10 rebounds six assists that's pretty good Sixers win 121 to 109 it's like okay he hit a he hit a late three to give him over 40 points it was it was it was nice to see Embiid actually seemed happy seemed kind of excited threw his hands in the air kind of to get the crowd going at the end of the game it was like all right there he is like deep in there we're slowly starting to see the happy go lucky Joel Embiid now anytime there is a game on national TV we know that Joel's going to show up we know that his play is amazing he's going to start doing his airplane thing he's going to absolutely dominate we know that However, not every Sixers game is nationally televised. And it's really tough because it just seems like Embiid gets up more for those games. And he hasn't really so far this season at all. Yes, he's been sick. Yes, he's dealing with his hurt foot. Like, the dude is the dude's a beast. Chatting with my buddy Ben tonight at the game. Uh, shout out, Ben. He put it perfectly. He's like, look. Embiid gets banged up all season long. Now, the season's long. We understand that. We get it. But little things, every time he falls, he's grabbing something, and it makes all of us hold our breath still to this day. But little things kind of just keep him out here and there. Unless he's in the playoffs. Then he's playing with a broken hand, a broken face, like the dude's an animal. So to see what he's done over the last two nights, while hurt, his foot injury is a real injury. But to see Embiid put 42 on the Hawks, who I hate and will never, ever get over the playoff series, uh, no matter how much time goes on, and I can't stand Trey Young, but to see him hang that on the Hawks was awesome. And then what he did tonight against a Utah Jazz team, let's talk about the Jazz real fast. Coming into this game, the Jazz were what, 10-4? and four? Sitting at the top, uh, top few seeds in the Western Conference. I've talked about them a lot on this podcast. I predicted they would go on this road trip and they'd finally start to lose games. I am a, it sounds funny to say, but the style of basketball that this Jazz team plays is A, fun. They're really fun to watch. They communicate well with each other. They know where each other are. Every single player on the court is making the extra pass to get the open shot. It happens all game long. And it's fun. It's fun to watch. Like I, they, I've said this a hundred times on this podcast, but far and away they're the funnest team in the NBA to watch. And tonight was no different. They are fun. Now, of course, it's more fun to watch when they're not playing against your team, but they are fun. And their scoring is just evenly dispersed. Now, tonight, again, it was a close game, but maybe it wasn't the best uh, night to show it because Laurie Markkinen has... I mean, straight up, he's been an all-star. 100%. Through 15 games, he has been an all-star. Tonight, he had 15. Olenek had 14. Clarkson had 12. Sexton had 15. Beasley had 18. Like, their scoring is just so evenly dispersed that it makes it so that they're going to be in every single game. They don't have to have one guy who goes off in order to win. And coming into tonight... I was texting uh, my buddies in a group chat saying before the game started, I'm like, I'm really curious who's going to guard Embiid. 
because I know that the, the, the Jazz starting lineup, I know that they go Olenek and Markkanen. I'm like, I don't think Markkanen is going to guard Embiid, and Olenek just seems too small to guard Embiid. So I was very curious what they were going to do right out of the gate. They have a rookie uh, who has been an absolute stud, Walker Kessler, um, rookie out of Auburn, big guy, who I thought, okay, great. Maybe he's going to get some minutes against Embiid here and there. Awesome. Not the case. The Jazz came into this game with a strategy of, hey, we're going to put Kelly Olenek on Embiid, basically saying we know what Embiid's going to do. We're really not going to send any doubles. We're going to let Embiid get his, and we're going to make other players on the Sixers team beat us. And to be honest, as funny as that sounds, the strategy wasn't terrible. Like, it took a career night from Joel Embiid to get past this Jazz team because he got he got zero help elsewhere. Maxie had 18, but he was 8 for 24. Rough night for him. And outside of that, there was not a single other Sixer in double digits scoring-wise. Now, let's cover Embiid's stat line. I'm sure you all know it by now. Joel Embiid had 59 points. He had 11 rebounds. He had 8 assists and 7 blocks. He also had a steal. Somebody on Twitter tweeted and said, hey, he had a steal. Make sure you mention his steal. What is that stat line? He was a plus 25 He was 19 for 28 from the field, and he only missed four free throws. He got to the line 24 times. Now, a lot of people are going to say, oh, wow, like what a foul baiter. He got to the free throw line 24 times. There were were a couple of them, yes, he foul baited. The fouls came because Kelly Olenek is so much smaller than Joel Embiid. Straight up. He could not guard him. Now, when Olenek was off the floor, Rudy Gay guarded him for a stretch. Walker Kessler guarded him for just a teeny bit, and Embiid put him with hit him with a dream shake, just got him up in the air, laid it right up. Like they did not have an answer. Markinen kind of guarded him towards the end, and then finally, finally, they started to send a double team at Embiid later in the fourth quarter. There was one stretch I want to say it was when Embiid got his like fifty third point, where he had the ball at the top of the key, kind of drove to the left a little step back pulled up over three different Utah defenders and hit it. Embiid was so dominant. Now, I'm not just saying this. It is the most dominant performance I've ever seen. Ever. Not like, yes, offensively, of course, but it was well-rounded. He had seven blocks. He had his, he literally had control of the entire game. And it was unbelievable to watch. Embiid gets knocked on here and there because some games it just seems like he doesn't try defensively. Somebody will get to the rim and he just like puts his hands down. It's like he doesn't want to pick up a foul or something. Nope, not tonight. He timed everything perfectly. He blocked every remotely close shot. And down the stretch, I remember tweeting something because I just simply couldn't believe it. With eight minutes left in the game. Eight minutes left. I tweeted and said, Embiid is 43 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists, and 4 blocks. Just to put that in perspective, he ended with 59 points and 7 blocks. That is truly, truly unbelievable. I like, I, again, I'm still like trying to like come up with the words to describe what we saw tonight because it was the most amazing thing. 
Doc Rivers said it too. He said that it's the most dominant performance he's ever seen on both sides of the ball. Uh, StatMuse tweeted out something and said, Embiid had one of the greatest performances in NBA history. We know that. said, nobody has ever put up these numbers before. This stat line in history of, of basketball, well, since they started keeping track of these stats, that nobody has nobody has ever put up a stat line like this. Like, what in the world? Truly unbelievable. Joel Embiid had 26 of Philadelphia's 27 fourth quarter points. Just think about that for a second. There was one free throw <laughs> by Daniel House that was the only other player who scored in the fourth quarter. Embiid quite literally dominated. And it was well-rounded. Heaven forbid he got somebody to knock down a three-pointer. He would have had an easy, easy triple-double. And honestly, very extremely close to a quadruple-double. I just, I like can't even wrap my head around what we saw. I sound hilarious even talking about this, but it was, it was so awesome to see. And it was so awesome to be there in person. I'm very lucky. I'm not taking that for granted, but I just, obviously, you don't expect uh, that to happen. (laughs) You don't. When you step into the game in the arena, you don't expect to see a night like that, and we saw it. But as I mentioned, heaven forbid somebody on the Sixers would knock down a shot. Uh, Embiid would have had a triple-double. The Sixers shot four for 23 from three, 17%, and still won this game. Now, of course, it helps. The Jazz were just abysmal from the free throw line. Shot 56%. You can't do that. They're 13 for 23. That's awful. Um, And the Sixers were 21 from 26 from the line. But I just just can't even, again, I sound so funny. I sound like a broken record, but it was unbelievable. I want to say this about the Jazz. They're for real. They're not a fluke. They're a really fun team to watch, and they're for real. Now, I was uh, listening to local sports radio in Utah, uh, Spence Checkets and Bill Riley. They talk about the Jazz in a very realistic way, which sometimes is hard to do. It's hard for every fan to talk about their team in a realistic way. And they said, look, the Jazz are playing amazing right now. They're blowing all of our expectations out of the water. But do you really think that this Utah Jazz team has a shot to win the Western Conference? Teams that that win, you don't need one all-star. Hell, not even two all-stars now. You, you need three all-stars, three superstar players to win. And yes, Markkanen's been playing like an all-star, but come on, like... Let's let's be realistic. So I will say this again, talking uh, with my uncle uh, just last night about the Jazz. This start that the Jazz have could easily propel their season and put them in a in a playoff spot. It really could. But they are just uh, clearly they're missing a lot. But the the fact of the matter that everybody and their dog thought that this Jazz team was going to tank and try to get a lottery pick, and then they came out of the gate like this and just blew everybody's expectations out of the water, including their own, is so awesome. Everybody loves an underdog like this. Everybody loves a story like this. And when you watch this Jazz team play, you cannot... If you're a fan of basketball, you love this Jazz team. 
They play inspired. They play fun. They're just free-flowing. Like I said, they always make the extra pass. They're just talking. Like, they're all in sync with each other. Excellent coach with Will Hardy. Youngest dude in the league and has this team believing and playing together. I love that they have their bench guys. Beasley comes off the bench. Sexton comes off the bench. Walker Kessler comes off the bench. I love that those dudes are accepting that role and stepping in and buying into this jazz uh, program and this jazz organization where they're like, great, yeah, of course we want to start, but we're going to come off the bench because it's working and we're helping the team win. That's hard to do. That's hard to find. And they're doing it, and it's awesome. Yes, you've got guys, older guys like Mike Conley and Clarkson. Uh, obviously, Kelly Olenek, he's been in the league for forever. I don't know. It's it, especially with Laurie Markkinen. Tonight wasn't uh, like I mentioned. It wasn't a good example because he didn't play his best game. Uh, PJ Tucker kind of just out muscled him and bullied him a little bit. But Markkinen looks like a completely different player. Again, talking about this last night uh, with my uncle, it was like watching Laurie Markkinen play before he was on the Jazz. He looked like an NBA player that just was out of place. Like, there wasn't a place for him. And he played like that. He slowly started to play a little bit better in Cleveland. But him in Chicago was just not... It just You, you couldn't tell who he was going to be. He just looked out of place everywhere he went. And clearly, he's in the perfect position now because he looks amazing. And like I've mentioned before, he genuinely... If he, if he keeps this up, there's no... And the Jazz keep winning, there's no argument about him being an all-star. There isn't. So I, I'm a believer, truly. I'm not, I'm not just saying that. Like, I, I fully think that this Jazz team, as constructed, can make the playoffs. I've, I've talked about it before. My biggest fear for the Jazz was that they get off to a hot streak, and then all of a sudden they start losing games, come back down to earth, fall in that middle range where they don't get a lottery pick, but they just miss the playoffs and they're stuck in no man's land. I think this Jazz team will make the playoffs. Whether Jazz fans like that or not, I think they're going to give a first-round uh, a Western Conference team a real run for their money in the first round. Again, we're 15 games into the season, so that sounds funny to say, but I'm a big believer of the Jazz. I really am. Gave them their own segment here on this podcast episode because I am that big of a believer. There's genuinely few things I love more than a quality shirt that represents my squads that I can wear any day of the week. My guys over at Die Hard Addicts have some of the best Philly sports shirts you could ever dream of. Whether it's the Sixers, the Phillies, the Birds, they've got you covered with all things Philly sports. We're not talking those like cheap, thin quality shirts either. They've got heavy duty, good quality graphic tees that are money. I just scored the Princess Diana shirt for her wearing that Birds jacket. Couldn't possibly love it more. Hit them up on Instagram at DieHardAddicts or visit them at their website at www.DieHardAddicts.com. When you find something you like, use code JOSH24 for 10% off your order. Die Hard Addicts, providing Die Hard's custom gear to support their addiction.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, friends. By now you know I'm a huge fan of Griffles Plasma, but you may not know why I'm a fan. I mean, when I started donating plasma, I literally had no idea why I was giving. Where my plasma went, who it helped, if anybody, none of it, nada. But later, my dad had surgery and complications that he battled for like 14 years. That's when I learned all about plasma. And my whole family got on the plasma donation roster. Why? Because plasma makes medicines. And anyone, you, me, a friend, family member, heck, even an all-star shooting guard, anyone could need plasma medicine at any time. So if you're looking to help somebody, if you want to show your good side, give plasma. Sure, you get compensated every donation, but this is about so much more. Learn how plasma helps people and find a center near you at grifflesplasma.com. Tell them Josh sent you. This advertisement is a paid promotion. Are you sick of spending time caring for your lawn? Have you spent too much time mowing it or even just keeping it alive? Are you tired of wasting resources and money watering it? If you are like me, the answer is yes to all of those. You should consider artificial grass. Beehive Turf out of northern Utah will transform your yard into looking beautiful all year round. Check out Beehive Turf on Instagram. Give them a call today for a free quote. Beehive Turf, take the sting out of caring for your lawn. from here for me at least with the Sixers is where do they go from here James Harden is hurt he's going to be out a month Tyrese Maxey I'm still obviously really high on but he is going to have to take a jump in order for the Sixers team to actually rise from, from the depths of Eastern Conference hell that they're in right now now the start of the year has been funny Like, there have been a bunch of teams, I think good teams, who've just gotten off to really bad starts. The Sixers, of course. What about the Golden State Warriors? What's going on with them? They're 5-8. and They haven't won a road game. The Clippers, they're 7-6. and Minnesota, who I thought was going to be awesome, they're 6-8. and They look awful. Obviously, the Lakers, we've talked about a bunch, uh, they're terrible. Brooklyn's terrible, 6-8. and eight. Like, it's been a weird start to the season. But in order for the Sixers to make a jump, Tyrese Maxey's going to have to start playing very consistently because obviously this isn't sustainable for Joel Embiid. It's not. Like, obviously he cannot have a career night every single night or drop 40 or more in order for the Sixers team to win. That's not going to happen. It's not realistic. Tyrese has to step up. But I'm not just looking at Tyrese. 
the whole roster needs to start playing better. Now, I love the guy. I love what he does. He played 30 minutes tonight. He didn't take a single shot in P.J. Tucker. He had no points. One rebound, one assist, and two fouls. <laughs> played 30 minutes. Now, that's P.J., though, right? He's gonna, he's gonna He gets all the dirty. He's the dirty guy. He gets all the play, all the hustle plays. He's the one playing solid defense on marketing. He's the one who will hit an, a corner three. You don't have to run offense through him. He's going to be fine. I get that, but you got to. I mean, he's got to get one shot. I'm looking at Tobias Harris. He was four for twelve tonight, eight points, not cutting it. Tobias, man, I, I don't even want to dive in on Tobias. I love the dude, but like he is on a max contract. Come on. We're going to need some help. And the bench, too. I'm glad that Matisse is getting minutes. I think he deserves it. Tonight, he played amazing. Like, he had a a typical Matisse-Dival game. He had two points. He didn't shoot a lot. He was one for two. But he had... I mean, he had a solid game. He had five steals. That's what Matisse does. He had a block and five steals. So I, I, the scoring just has to come from somewhere. Daniel House so far has been a bummer. Uh, finding him minutes is going to be tough. He had 17 minutes tonight. Niang had 19, five points. Like we need scoring off the bench. And DeAnthony Melton had a lovely stretch where he came in. He plays great defense, long defender, he had six points. He was three for five. That's great. But we're going to need more bench points. We're going to need scoring coming elsewhere besides Maxi and Embiid. Do I think that's going to happen? I would love it if it does. Embiid keeps harping on it. He said it last night. Like, the season is about to get fun. Like, we are slowly starting to put this thing together. And I believe that. I really do. It's hard, to, it's hard not to believe it when you've looked at how they've played the last two games. Now, they've got a nice little break. They don't have a game for, I want to say, like four days. Um, and then they've got a home game against the Bucks, which is going to be very telling. Embiid is obviously on a heater, but now they get some rest. And you've got the Bucks. Their next little stretch is going to be tough. They've got the Bucks, the Timberwolves, and the Nets. Now, they're all in Philly, which helps. But I, th- I think we're going to see we're going to see what Philly's made of. If they come out of the gate swinging, if they come out of this little four-day uh, uh, little stretch and beat the Bucks, beat the Timberwolves, and beat the Nets, like, look out. Look out. This team's going to get rolling. And then, heaven forbid, James Harden comes back, and that's a whole other beast. I don't know. I'm back in on them. I, I, I kind of lost the faith. I'll be honest. I lost the faith a little bit, but I am all in on the Sixers again. Just after what I witnessed tonight, it's impossible not to be. I'm back. Welcome back. Let's go. We've been doing giveaways like crazy. That's not going to stop, especially with this team keeps winning. The jerseys that the Sixers wore tonight, the new City Edition jerseys, I liked them right out of the gate. I liked them even more on, and I think there is no denying now, I think everybody has to be in agreement after what Embiid did, that the jerseys are here to stay, and people better like them. Um, They are selling them at the team store, which is great. They've got some hoodies, too. I scored a pair of their shorts. I am absolutely thrilled. 
because out of everything that I saw that they released, the shorts are what I wanted most, and I got a pair. So very happy about that. Uh, but keep an eye out for another giveaway because it's going to happen. Shout out my guy Jensen. He won the Utah Jazz giveaway. Um, just gave away an Embiid Kobe number 24 jersey and uh, signed Dolph Shea's picture. Shout out Sean. My guy got that. Um, the, the winners of the Britain Covey Eagles jerseys. I am so sorry. I haven't sent those out yet. Been on the road a bunch traveling and those will get shipped out too. So a lot of great stuff, a lot of giveaways and that's not going to stop. So keep an eye out for the next giveaway. I think you're really going to like it. It's going to be great. I'm sorry that you had to just hear my voice talk again. I wasn't planning on it just being me. Uh, but we absolutely had to record this. Again, Embiid's absolutely dominant performance, uh, it called for this. It called for its own podcast, so here you go. But we will be back next week. Let's go, Birds. Let's get a win tomorrow. And next time we chat, the Sixers will have a couple more games. So it's going to be great. I love you all. I hope you're all doing fantastic. Be nice to one another. I have been getting crushed on Twitter because I've been dishing out some heat. I hate the Astros. And I do not let that I, – I let it known. I let it be known that I do like uh, – I do not like the Astros. And Astros fans sure let me know how they feel in my DMs, which is pretty funny. So, But I, at the end of every episode, I always say be nice to each other. So I'm going to start to be ni- uh, being nice as well, even though I hate the Astros. And they're all cheaters. But anyway, be nice to each other. Love you all. Thank you again for listening. If you would like, please go ahead and – and uh, drop a little review, subscribe, like, do all of that. Love you all. Have a great week. And uh, that's all, folks. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today